Welcome to Just Chirpin', the podcast that talks about hockey, life, and everything in between. All right, now we want to thank our sponsors here. First up, Karani's Hockey World, the play store for the hockey player. On Your Game Pro Shop, place for skate detailing, tape, and accessories. Skates Pro Shop, uh, pick up your skates, sticks, pucks, and more. And finally, True Edge Skate Sharpening and Detailing. Thank you to our sponsors, and we hope that our listeners out there will go ahead and visit the sponsorship partners. What's up, boys? What's going on? Howdy. <laughs> I, can, I knew this. Every I'm going to stop this. I knew he wasn't going to have a lot to say today. <laughs> Howdy. Uh, well, let's start with Chris. Maybe he'll warm up. Oh, geez. Uh trying to warm up my joints here i'm a little sore today uh i don't know how you guys do this whole physical labor thing every day we wake up and say my joints hurt aspirin and alcohol and lots of ice i think the beer would have helped but being up on the roof of my house i didn't want to have a few beers while you know trying to navigate up there on the roof but yeah i had some shingles fall off the other week whenever we had that rainstorm and stuff um so i had to get up there and patch up some shingles. I was two shingles short of what I had brought up. So that, that really sucked. I don't know why that just struck me really fun, funny there. It's and two shingles Chevy short. took a shit. And if you think I shake bad now, you should have seen me trying to get onto that ladder. My knees were about ready to buckle. I thought the thing was going to pop away from the side of the house. Jump. Really? Yeah. I've been on a ladder all week doing that grid wall mm. that I showed you, Steph. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was funny cause my guy was like, I had him go up there for a second to help me measure something. And he was like shaking and I'm like, what's wrong with you? And he's like looking straight down. <laughs> I and haven't I'm had like, a drink today. I'm like, dude, <laughs> usually it's my hands, not down. my legs. So. <laughs> I'm like, it's just a ladder. It's nothing. You're shaking's making it worse. Stop oh that. yeah. No, I, I know. I was like, all right, deep breaths. I'm like, I'm just the heck off this ladder. I struggle so I with down. I, I, I can't do heights. I, I seriously, that's the one thing that really. Climbing all the rafters as a kid in a barn, not a big deal. I hit about 30, and I was like, oh, you know, screw that noise. Uh, yeah, I can attest to that as well. The older you get, the harder the heights are. Unless you're a roofer, I've seen a lot of older roofers. Yeah, I have they no idea how my dad it, no problem. was a cider until he passed away in his early 50s. But, yeah, he was up there two stories, you know, like on the little scaffolding and everything. Oh, yeah. Hanging out on a pick, no fun. When I was... 19 years old, uh, the, the economy, 08, well, it was 06, 07, right around then. Yeah. You, you were doing that job about 08, 09, uh, because it, it really went south in 08. So it yeah, was shortly after. It had to have been, because I lived with my grandma for a year. I forget about that. But I, work got really slow, and I had to go find it. And I was in college, and I dropped out of college because I wasn't going to ask you my You dropped out of college? I was not going to ask my dad for rent money. I never saw that coming. Yep, so I dropped out of college. <laughs> um, I see what you did there. I did. Dropped out of college, took this job with a company called Eagle Group where they built silos all over. Not a sponsor yet. Not a sponsor yeah, yeah, yet. <laughs> but they built silos all over the states, right? And they had a shop where they built all the parts in-house, and then they shipped everything there, including people, and erected this thing. Right. So I need a job. My brother was had work there and said, it's, you know, whatever they pay, but it's destination. So like you leave, you're gone for two months, you come home for a month. 
you collect unemployment for the month you're off work, you go back, you're on for two months. Now it's on for two months, 100%. But anyways, they asked me in the, in my, you know, when I was sitting down and doing my interview, they said, are you afraid of heights? And I'm thinking, I've climbed pine trees, bro. I'm good. Heights don't bother me. Until I got on my first silo and this thing was like 175 feet in the air. Now, oh, hell no. 175 feet in the air nope. is a long ways. Now <laughs> That's these, scary. These scary. This is like 10 feet and that was enough for me. Dude, and you're standing on a 2 by 12 and this thing's being erected by a giant like crane that holds the top I'm of it. I'm sure it's swaying and stuff too. Oh my just God, this naturally. thing's blowing in the wind. You t- there was a moment where I was hugging my very first day. They're like, Jason, you go up and help him. You hug like, the guy was, helping you? It was dark. It was dark. We were he setting these nice things guy. in the dark. <laughs> so they send me up there, and I and you can't see, like, from there you can't really tell what's going on. So I get up there, and I, like, I'm, like, hugging the 2 by 12 and I'm, like, dude, I can't do this. And he's, like, it's okay. You just stay there for a minute. You know, like, I'll take care of this stuff. And he was – they had we were erecting five of these in a row, and he was, like, jumping. Now, you have to have, like, hook on, hook off, hook on, hook off. But he was jumping, like he would unhook his hook because the crane would be holding one, so it has like these cables coming down attached to it. And he would unhook and jump because they were set pretty close, maybe only two feet apart. They do this for like uh, plastic injection molding companies. They have like five or six different silos outside. They pump the material in so they're stacked really close. He's jumping from like top to top and smacking his clips, C clips, these you know carabiners, onto the, cable. the cables of which the crane is attached to. Crazy. So the reason that we, the reason that I had away. gotten brought out there when I got hired is some dude had fallen off the roof of this <laughs> building already, which wasn't that tall, but had fallen off the roof and like broke his leg or something, and so they had to send somebody out, which was me, the new guy that just got hired. Yeah. Anyways, uh, heights. See what he yes, can do. I didn't think I was scared of heights, but that high. But the roofs don't bother me. Like from framing and putting sheeting on, like I've done that enough times. But yeah, it, Who's get, 175 feet is up there. Thank you, Jay. Also, quit clicking your pen. You can't hear it in my mic. Just saying. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. So anyway. But beyond that, I had a good 4th of July weekend. Uh, I have some friends yeah, with some cool stuff. So, you know, hit up golf, uh, boating, pool, fireworks, barbecue, all that good stuff. So, good times. What about you, Brent? Went and visited my dad, 4th of July. They put on a little fireworks show out there and... Uh, I went up there with two bushels of corn. Corn beer? Bush light? Yeah, corn beer. boy. <laughs> and then I threw some Natter Days in there. Mm-hmm. Solid. I needed a refill by noon on Saturday. Ouch. It was a good weekend. We'll leave it at that. How was Sunday? Sunday wasn't as rough as Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Monday was yeah, rough. Yeah, Sunday was, Sunday was uh, actually a pretty good day. Just power through Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Monday hit, and you're like, I'm... I'm done. Yeah. Other than that, just, I had a good time hanging out with uh, my sisters and uh, my dad and Brenda and Beth and Phoenix, and, and they went swimming. And when they left, it was kind of like quiet time with sisters and just kind of hung out and just. I did. I I don't know what the deal was. I was powering through beers all weekend long, you know. And I think it was Sunday night. It was like it was catching up to me. I I went inside at eleven thirty, and my dad looked at me and. He, he knew it. I fell asleep before him. Wow. We were watching <laughs> we were watching a little MMA action. I don't know how the fight ended, but all the lights were off when I woke up. 
<laughs> Sounds like a good weekend. It was a good time. It was relaxing. You know, uh, for some, not too exciting, but uh, on our side, you don't know kind of the debauchery we get together. So it was, it was a good time. Sounds like a Silver Park tournament to it, me. It is. <laughs> Throw the neighbors in, it happens. Yep. That's cool. How about you? Uh, I Chris was tagging along with me and my family the whole weekend, so he basically <laughs> yeah. covered that. Boat rides, barbecues, fireworks, and rest. Golf. And what was it? Golf. Oh, that's fireworks. right. We did golf on Friday. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Finally got Friday. golfing. <laughs> and been, I haven't been golfing in over a month with all You're the- not missing anything. Need <laughs> <laughs> to might need to cut back a little bit on the golf, uh, especially hold off on those new clubs with the extra money we ended up spending on fireworks. Yeah, we went, we went up little- there and yeah, when you have a shopping cart, you should probably know you're going to go over your. Well, budget. a shopping cart and a five and a half year old doesn't help. Your yeah, who wants a budget. little bit of everything? What'd you do? Spend like three hundred dollars on actual fireworks and six hundred dollars on sparklers? <laughs> <laughs> did buy some smoke bombs i was very disappointed on them are you yeah. talking about those little round ones yep that have the colored smoke they're I, I i i'm like why are you buying these these are these are the you gotta have smoke bombs yeah nostalgic you know it going is back nostalgic to my black cats i get it yeah if they would have had some snakes there yes i would have gone for that but well, now these things just stuck or stuck snuck stuck Stunk? Stunk. Oh, (laughs) you know. Words are hard. It was a 4th of July weekend, and I actually, you know, do have a story about 4th of July. When I was a young kid, um, I'm I'm lucky to survive my childhood, but uh, my dad uh, said he's going off, or we knew he was going off to do a fishing trip up to Canada with all his his buddies. And uh, last words he said to me just after 4th of July... Do not do any fireworks. Yep, got it, Jet. Got it, Dad. Check. Gave him the big old thumbs up. And I don't even think he was out of the driveway like 10 minutes. My mom, she takes off doing some stuff like in the basement or whatnot. And I go outside and I have some jumping jacks, you know, and I'm, I'm throwing them, having a good old time. I must have been only like 12 years old. I threw this one up in the air. And it came back at me and hit the field behind me. And it started on fire. Uh, I ran to get the hose, and I was probably about like 30 yards short. (laughs) Uh, And the field proceeded to burn. So I had to tell my mom, you know, like, Mom, field's on fire. You know, it's all up in smoke. Lightning strike. I don't know what happened. It was so weird. Um Next thing I know, uh, fire department was out there, and I burned almost an acre, acre and a half of field. Nice work. And all my mom had to say was, just wait till your dad gets home. And since this, <laughs> since this is the 80s, there's no cell phones. There's nothing. You had to wait. Oh, I had to wait. And oh my, I was like on my best behavior all week. I was petrified. And uh, my dad pulls in, you know, on that Sunday. I see him coming in, and I, I was, I'll be honest, man. The ass beating is coming. It's going to be curtains. It's nice knowing y'all. You know, it's great. You know? Stuffing a phone book <laughs> oh, in dude. your pants. Oh, no. That would have done no good. My dad was a my dad, my dad. dad would work the thighs. You did, know? Oh. did he whoop you with a chainsaw or <laughs> what? <laughs> so he comes in, and I, you know, part, part, part of our house was when you screw up, you got to own it. And uh, so my dad comes in, and I had to tell him. I was like, Dad, um, 
yes sent the field on fire like he didn't like he didn't freaking notice when he pulled in right <laughs> um so he just sat there and i was waiting for the absolute worst to come and he looked at me and said you know what about your age being your uncle jack did the same goddamn thing <laughs> <laughs> go help me unload the car and surprisingly enough that was it I think he knew that having a week of worrying about getting my ass butt beat was enough. That was enough punishment. Yeah. Yeah, that was case today after a rough day at school. So I heard about that. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait, he's still in school? I thought it was summer break. Well, uh, daycare. Oh, yeah. The, what happened? He wouldn't tell me. I had to. He made Danelle tell me. He got into some trouble and Bully. rolled his eyes at the, the teacher or caregiver depending on how you babysitter, want to whatever. Up. babysitter, whatever. Yeah. Um, and they told us about it. So, so he rolled his eyes. Yeah. He, he wrinkled up his face, gave a mean face and, and rolled his eyes. Uh, like, you know, whatever. I heard he was also knocking kids over with his backpack. That's what started. But the main thing Wait, you was, gotta, you kind of got to lead with that because like I was just about ready to go. Well, off I said he got babysitter. in, he got in trouble. I was like the babysitter. Are they that soft now? And then when he, when he got <laughs> yes. in trouble, they were, the teacher was telling him why he can't do this, and he threw a fit, rolled his So what was his deal? Was he sitting there being a little tornado and just using his backpack to wipe out the other six-year-olds in the, the area? The way he put it was he was wearing his backpack on his front like Spider-Man does. Or, sorry, Peter Parker. Yeah, I get you. He said this, this that exact same way. And then he was told that... that behavior is inappropriate and he needs to stop and after knocking a couple of kids down um <laughs> he proceeded to roll his eyes and give the stink face to his his teacher <laughs> that's actually i mean i'm not surprised about the stink that. face but i never thought he had it in him to like push people around you know i'm not i'm not that upset i'd rather him be on that end because we can pull him back a little bit then on the end of receiving, yeah. which it's hard to boost. It is. Right. And for him, because you guys are, you're such a non-confrontational, like, and Danelle very well, minding P's and Q's and going along, like, you know, in public situations, always just kosher. Like, yeah. the theory is if you never act a fool in public, no one can ever call you a fool, right? You guys do that very well, and so for him to be like aggress the aggressive one, that's quite surprising. That's a good thing. Right? Yeah, that's, I'm not too upset with it. Okay, are you? Okay, <laughs> hey, buddy, guess what? You can't do that, but you should not take I'm, that as like a negative. Ni at all. Neither of us were mad about the backpack thing. He was probably or just even being like a the attitude. I'm okay with that, but a I was bit. mad a about the. Little. We were we were mad about the disrespect. In yeah. the way that's kind of why I said little. Yes. So I did not like that one bit. I know where he gets that stank face from. But how do you? Here's not. my theory, though. <laughs> I love this topic coming up. Gotta because go home. How do you? How do you teach a five? He's five and a half. Five, yeah. Five and a half. Okay. If he, so that splitting hairs here, but yeah, he'll five. tell you. If how you call do you, him five, he's going to say, he's no, gonna say five, five and a half. half. No, I do. I mean, that's like us short guys. If we're five and three quarter, we're going to five foot, five, eight and three quarter. I'm telling you I'm five, eight five, and three nine. quarter. Mother. Well, I'll oh, say sorry. five, nine. I'll take that. <laughs> but if I feel being honest, I'm telling you I'm three quarters. I'm like almost five. Anyways. Right. How do you tell a five-year-old to, because here's the conversation. 
she's your elder. You respect her. Well, okay. Hello. In a situation of not Brent Uncle Touchy, but like Cosby <laughs> Uncle Touchy. <laughs> and he's like, touch it. And Case is like, my parents said I must do what my elders tell me. Right? In that situation, I have to say, I'm okay with a kid giving a little stink again to like somebody that's not their mom or dad, their kids, right? So I'm kind of like, all right, well, at least you're not just like a do what anybody tells you to do because that'll scare you with a five-year-old. Like, well, if there was hey. candy involved, you'd definitely do whatever you ask. Well, yeah, you, that, at that first if there was, like, hey, there's candy. <laughs> we do touch on that. Where well, the touching the and, yeah. The differences of this and that, but do you think they respectful. Do they think they fully grasp? Now, guess your teacher no. is your safe place. Yeah, okay, come on. You know what though, Jay? I'm gonna. I kind of want to touch on this because this might be. I think this is kind of interesting. Where today's topic is kind of running off to here. Yeah. You know, we haven't even made it through the what's what. For now. We're good, <laughs> uh, listeners. Uh, hockey's over. We'll get there in a minute. But get ready for some new combo. Yeah, I. <laughs> as a child, uh, you know, for those that don't uh, don't know me or. Uh, and for those that do, uh, I, I kind of had a household that was, we'll call uh, at times a little aggressive. You know, uh, I was surrounded uh, when my dad was a part of a biker group and, and he grew up with a lot of guys that uh, fought in Vietnam. And that was very, very much my upbringing up until the, the early 80s. Uh, there wasn't a lot of uh, what we would call hugs and snuggles, you know, and when you screwed up, you knew it. Uh, and you were kind of in line to get beat by whatever parent caught you, and it was and permission was given, or any other family member yeah, at that absolutely. point. Absolutely, didn't matter. Um, but you know what, though, as my 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 dad uh, really I, I made it very clear that you know what, you always got to stand up for yourself, X Y Z, and one two three, but you also have to uh, show respect to to your elders and you know, I'm sitting here pushing 50 and I'm still holding doors open for women and, and elderly mm, people. Yep. And you know, yes, ma'am, no ma'am. You know, yes, sir. No, sir. Uh, the way that's just the way I was brought up, but I will say that I do remember there was a moment in time and we don't need to get into the heavy details of it. And you guys can probably uh, put the two points together uh, that uh, my dad made it quite clear that uh, touching by anybody was not acceptable. And he asked us kids straight up, you know, what's going on? You know, did somebody do something or whatnot? And and, uh, and my brother and I were both clean, you know, like, hey, no, 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 nothing ever happened. But we were quite young when that happened. So the point that Jason was bringing up about that is, uh, I want to say, yeah, kids will know the difference. You know, it's just... Uh, being able to have the courage to say yes or no. I think that was not having my dad ask me those questions, but actually have to say the truth uh, was scarier than, than the other side. So I can kind of see how somebody can sit there and lie and say, be like, no, 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 everything's good. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's unfortunately where, where things happen. That's what, what yeah. you want to avoid as a parent and that your child isn't sexually abused or mentally abused in any fashion in a negative way. Well, is there abuse that's positive? Probably no, that's not. why it's called no. abuse. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we, we have these conversations and we talk about those types of things. Yeah. I have a good feeling that he understands the difference in what we're, we were talking about tonight when, he, when him and I had a conversation ab- about his behavior and, and how he handled himself 
with authority. Are you going to uh, teach him some of your passive-aggressive skills like I saw on Sunday? I hope he doesn't get my <laughs> passive-aggressive skills. But there was no passive-aggressiveness <laughs> during that. Here we go. Can, we get, little, uh, can we get to Jay for what's new in his oh, life? You, you don't want to – all right, I'll, all right, if you don't want to talk about how upset and, you know, very short like you were on Sunday right now. I didn't mean to be short. I didn't mean to come off that way. I mean, I'm always short, but I didn't mean to come off that way. I was not upset about anything. Okay, Had whatever been, you want, we can go to Jay. Heard that one. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. I apologize. He said he was serious. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Me? Listen, I haven't done anything. I'm yet. gonna. Just, I'm jumping know. in the middle of this. As much fun as I'm having, I don't know if the <laughs> listeners are, but they might be because I'm having fun. But what I want to say is, Stefan, you have been under an extreme amount of stress lately, and I would give you a pass for any passive aggressiveness in the next past three weeks. In the next three weeks, <laughs> I'm just telling you, you got six weeks. I, I appreciate that. I, I definitely did not mean to be that way. If I'm not going to give you a pass because I've been oh, kind of riding off. you for about the last half hour. Oh, I say a full hour <laughs> at full this hour. point. No, it's, it's been a long, it's been a long. My month. little camper's ready to go out to the field. Well, I just <laughs> want to say before we go to my what's what before this tangent took off, and I never got to tell the listeners what I got to do. Right. I'm gonna say, I'm not. I'm. I'm actually giving him a little bit of a thumbs up. Um. You know, five years old. I have two 10 year olds. Yes. Well, one technically, Dalen came in and already grown past that, but mine. <laughs> Currently, and now, you have two. What, yeah. But I have two of That's them. What fair. I will tell you is having two of them gives you the ability to like take one and compare them to the other. And before, I only had Justin, very much like you only have Case. Mm-hmm. And your expectations are. If your kid's five, if you're like me, which you are, you're a doos and ding, your expectations of him as five is going to be realistically what a 10 year old is. And I'm just like, I only know this because Dalen got brought in to our relationship and he is at the exact, and he's very smart boy, but he is at the exact same level as Justin. And so me being so hard on Justin, I actually, these past couple of years, I've been able to like, totally calm down back a little bit because i realized that he's a normal 10 year old boy you know what the one thing though i will say is over this last winter you know i know we're halfway through the you know getting into summer here uh and your two boys out there at the rink man nothing but props man they they were exactly like i could look at those boys and say yep that was kind of the way i was brought up mm-hmm. i mean they sat there i watched them hold doors i watched them clean up messes I, I watched them sit there and say, thank you, you know, uh, do you need anything? You know, yes, sir, no, sir, I appreciate it very much, thank you. Like, total level of respect out of these kids, and you don't always see that very often. And to be honest with you, you weren't even around most of the time when they were doing this. Yeah. So, I mean, that is really good kudos to you you and Melissa. Yes. Because kids don't do that. No. You know, unless mom's like, hey, is there something you need to say? Right. Yeah, good Sh- kids and good parenting. Chival- you guys are doing a chivalry good job. is not dead. No, I live, no. I live that lifestyle. Um, it is if you're in Ohio, <laughs> but that's a whole nother story. But Fair they enough. have watered down chili down there, so it's, <laughs> it's expected. And they call it concrete cement. Cement. But, but no, chivalry is not dead, and I'm damned if my children aren't going to learn that. Um, you know, I tell my son all the time that he has to do what's best for him 
in this life, but you have to take into consideration other people's feelings. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't do what you want to do, but if you do what you want to do, you best damn make sure that the people it's going to hurt know about it before you do it. Type of type of life, right? Like, you know, there's going to be times where you want to break up with a girl. Well, you don't just cheat on her. You break up with her, and then you do what you got to do, right? And so I, that's the kind of lifestyle, the, the, you know, I've instilled in Justin. And now that I have Dalen, I am instilling in him. Now his dad has done a great job with him. And so it's not like I'm the only one in doing this. I'm just another person in his life that's a role model to him in a sense, right? Like his mom. I mean, the damn dog, you know. Well, let us whatever, be honest but. with this, though. You know, uh, somebody, I'll say like myself, you know, I, I know I, I catch a lot of ribbing and, and a lot of stuff like that, though. But you guys know, as uh, hopefully I exhibit what we're talking about here, but at the tournaments and stuff, these kids look, it doesn't, you're a role model. If, if you're a parent, mm-hmm. if you're doing something, then there's children around, you're you role. are the example. You are a role model. I mean, you got Jackson over there and you got crew and your boys and case. Yeah. I mean, if I'm off there dicking around and making poor choices, what kind of green light is these kids sitting there? Going, well, he did this. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. like Steph, it case is five, right? You have to remind him to say thank you sometimes, right? You have to remind him to say please sometimes. And not only remind him, you just say it out of natural saying it, right? He's five. I give him the opportunity right? Opportunity to he's, say it, but if it's but missed, I say, hey, hey, did you forget something yep. here? No, then that's perfect. That's your job. They're going to forget. Dude, my 10-year-olds, I swear, if their body parts, including their penis, wasn't attached to them, they would lose them right mm-hmm. it's just because their mind is always i have no idea where it's at but it's not where it should be mm-hmm. but that's what i'm saying is you you like you said my boys this this past year yeah, were absolutely. like i didn't have to be around for them to holding doors and saying please but that's because of years of doing that and i'm still doing that right and and that's all you can do as a parent is mm-hmm. repetition right there's only two ways you learn new habits in life it is either uh hypnosis because you're subconscious, right? Your subconscious is actually what runs your world 95% of the day because you're always off in thought. So, like, that is learned from age one to seven when kids work off a brain state called theta, which is downloading information essentially and turning it into a hard drive by seven. They've already downloaded this information and hard drive by what they've seen and learned. And then for the then your subconscious at that point is what kind of runs your days because you have sixty thousand thoughts a day, sixty thousand thoughts a day, different thoughts. I have six. Right, which they say ninety percent of ninety percent of your thoughts are from the past, and typically of that there's another percentage. I don't know it, but it's negative so we teach ourselves unknowingly to be in a upset frustrated state because we are constantly thinking about negative things from the past that we wish we could change versus letting them go and living in the present this you, is like this whole new study it's you know what? It, it, it makes it, sense to me it's crazy it's very interesting you say this you know another segue topic it, hey you, you know what like to be very honest like now that you say that i'm going to go ahead and Go through my day, you know, I'm not going to bullshit you. I am more frustrated 
with what I'm not able to get done and accomplish. I don't get me wrong. I, I do think back and go, Oh, that reminds me of, or this or that, you know, there, there are a lot of thoughts that, that are backwards thinking. Well, you're packing. So you're seeing things you haven't seen in a while. And, uh, going like i'm more frustrated about going forward you know uh things that i'm not accomplishing goals that i want to get to that is my frustration uh, you know uh, like i said for those that know me i've done therapy i've done therapy for a lot of years and it took repetition repetition not to think backwards because mm-hmm. it's very easy to sit there and delve back you know everything that hurt you in the past and go oh whoa, it's me i can't do this i can't do that i won't go here i can't do this you know what you have to stop that and say, hey, you know what? Where do I want to go? Well, I'll tell you the theory behind that right there exactly. So flight, fight or flight, right? It's a it's it's a position we put our body in. When you're in fight or flight, all your blood goes primal. all goes to your muscles, right? So there's no time for thinking and processing. There's only time for running and then the elevated heart and the blood moving to your muscles is it releases things like dopamine addictive drugs okay now the the number one thing that gets released actually when you do heroin and stuff like the the well it's like heroin i'm sorry similar to it the dopamine is the same kind of reaction gives the body the same kind of reaction that like heroin would give you like that feel good that love that feel good feeling right so in fight or flight we release certain hormones that make us feel a certain way and over time of like i said the 60,000 thoughts we think a day of which 90% are negative gives live, puts us in a stress state a small stress it, state it but we're in it. a stress state right so your body craves that shit so when your mind is nowhere which it should be it reverts back to because it's addicted so you have to break the cycle in repetition of a new cycle. Absolutely. So you've ever heard the rubber band on the oh, yeah. on the skin theory, yep. right? If you think of something, you snap yourself to get yourself to stop thinking about it. You know what? My rubber band was post-positive. Dude, no, but seriously, right there. It doesn't I'm have to serious. be the rubber band anymore. It just has to be an outlet. That's the outlet of snapping to bring pain to say, don't think like this. I reminded myself on, on days, you know, uh, that were really bad. I'm struggling. Uh, I would make a post and I yep. would I would tag it hashtag post positive to sit there and say you know what get the negative out get it out now get it out now there's better things out there right if you write it out it's like putting it's putting a period at the end of it you can't continue writing you've already wrote so you send it and you move on in your brain you can cycle it what i have found now because it's it i think the post positive thing that i did start i started back in 2010 if you go through there when i go through there because i see memories and stuff like that it's I see that hashtag post positive and it's that boom reminder. Look yeah. how far you've come. Look how far you come. Look what you're doing. Gratitude, at, baby. You just sit there and you can constantly see that. Hey, guess what? It's all temporary. Yep. It is. Listen, you have a choice to look at your situation as a negative thing or a positive thing, right? You can sit there and say, my girlfriend cheated on me. My girlfriend cheated on me. I'm a loser. My girlfriend cheated on me. Or you can say, my girlfriend cheated on me. That just saved me probably f- what would have taken five years Lifetime. to come out later. So <laughs> thank you for that and move on, right? You still might be a loser, though. You can, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? You can choose yeah. which angle you look at any situation. Listen, man. Choice, choice, you choice, choice, You cannot choice. control anything in this world other than the way you handle the shit that happens to you. 
That is it. That's the only thing you have control over is how you respond to the things that happen to you. That is it. So you want to be the victim? Be the victim. You want to be the hero? Be the hero. You want to look at it as a negative? Look at it as a negative. You want to look at it as a positive? Look at it positive. All I know is whatever I'm dealing with is a lay, way lot better than being in prison. Oh, absolutely. I totally like, agree with I don't. That. I will take all this random shit that causes me stress, stress over being behind bars fighting for my life every day. I'm just saying... You would have freedom, to fight for your life. Freedom too. comes at a You've cost. Got a nice frame. Hey, I know. That I, I am. Oh man! <laughs> but freedom comes at a cost, right? Sure. Free your mind. Your ass <laughs> will freedom follow. Freedom comes at a cost. Now you want to? We want to complain about the smallest little things like follow. someone in your life that pisses you off all the time. Stop hanging out with them. Yeah. That's sorry, guys. I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, that was a huge thing for me and, and Stefan, you made the cut clearly. Um, and Jay, I didn't know you then. Uh, it was 2010. You can ask a lot of people. I threw a phone out the window. I severed everything and I just hit reset, total reset. I had to get the negativity out. I wanted to be around people that built me up, not beat me down. And, uh, there's so many people out there that I think, you know, that, I wish I wish actually more people listen to us right now because this is actually a, a topic I do enjoy talking about. Um, that they sit there and they think they're alone. They they think that you know what this is just the way it is and I just got to deal with it and X Y Z one two three. You're not alone. You know what? Ninety nine point nine percent of us deal with our own level of depression, our own anxiety, our own things, and you're not alone. It's just you, you, me, everybody around you. You have to take that <coughs> moment realize you are the one in control you have the choice to let it conquer you or mm -hmm. you conquer it right you either become the victim you know what you were the victim of your own life for a really long time weren't you absolutely and then you became the hero didn't you in my own story in absolutely. your own story absolutely. well that's the only story that matters it, it is when you die do you care what Stefan thought about your fucking story kind of do no 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 when you're on <laughs> when I, you would I trust me home slice when you're on your deathbed you will only care matter. what you think. It's not going to matter. You will only care what you think. That, 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 that so is you true. have a choice. Yep. I'll be wanna, there. Do you want to be the victim or do you want to be the hero? And friend, I've, your tournament is testament to the fact that you became the hero of your own life. Nothing changed from the time you were the victim to the hero other than the fact that you became the hero. Well, of you, your own life. Well, you, you could choose to be the victim or be the hero. It, it, just choose. I was self-wallowing. I, I openly admit it. Self-wallowing. Consumed. Everything that was going on was my fault or I deserve this or, 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 or things that were out of control that I felt like I should have had control over. And, you know, maybe a, an episode in the future, the, uh, the, the aha moment, you know, where all of a sudden you could actually hear the coin flip. And I'm not going to lie, ever since that day, Things have been on a ninety degree climb. I mean, it's seriously it's it, my the way I think, the way I do I approach things. Uh, do I get a little aggressive? Do I get angry? Yeah, you know what? There's there's still some of that in me, but I want to win at everything. And life is the biggest game. I want to win. Well, it's weird because we are very competitive people, right? But in our own lives, we lose to ourselves almost every daily. day. Oh, daily. When every time you smoke that cigarette, right? Let me uh, guess. Absolutely. It's a loss. You yep. know it. I know it. But you're losing to yourself. It's weird how I won't lose. If you bet me, you don't have to bet me but a penny 
in a in a game of bags, and I'm gonna give it everything. And you're gonna I be have. pissed. You're gonna and be I'm pissed. I'm gonna be mad if I lose. <laughs> but when I whenever I light, whenever I stroke that lighter or tip back that bottle, I don't give a shit. I'm like, you had a rough day. I make excuses. Yup. I'm just saying, man. It's all in the head. It is all in your head. You want to be happy or sad, it's up to you. And I'm telling you, people who lived a life of making sure that gratitude was their number one thing have been some of the happiest people in this world, of which have died with a lot of nothing. You know, I, I'll say, you know, Steph, with Stefan sitting here is he he has been a part of, like, a lot of this transformation that, that I personally have taken he's gotten to watch the tournaments grow and the tournaments change and, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, a lot of times you probably didn't even notice what was going on. No, you put on a very good front it's a, uh, it's as a show. far as whatever was going on inside you. Yeah. You, you ran your tournaments no differently than the way you're doing them now. As far as the way you compose right. yourself and, you know, and, and Jay, I met, I met you kind of, I met you clearly after the fact when the transformation of things was kind of changing. I got to know you, mm -hmm. you know, but all these choices lead to better things. They really do. It, 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 it's, it's about making the choice of like, who do you want to keep in your life? And I guess what I'm trying to make with this statement is, is, you know, I met, I'm not going to lie. I met Stefan when he was an annoying 18 year old kid. Can I play in your tournaments? Can I play in your tournaments? You know, I'm like, go away, go away. And now I'm sitting here at a table with some of my best friends. You know, you, you, you made the cut no matter how often we might have to argue or whatnot. And, and Jay, you're over there, and I'm not going to lie, in comparison to things, you came late to the game. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Like, if you had a different attitude, and I know that you've gone through your things, and I think if you weren't, in that change of transformation also about looking at yourself and growing, mm -hmm. we wouldn't be at this table together right now. Absolutely not, man. You know, it's, it's, I'm a universe guy, right? Steph. That's right. I'm all about the universe, not religious so much. I'm though. I'm trying to be right now, super spiritual universe. And it's physics says that, uh, you know, things in motion, stay in motion and everything wants to go in its easiest path of resistance. Right. So we all run on a very similar energy level and it's easy to be around you, right? We're not fighting each other's energy levels. We're not pushing back on one another with, with different frequencies and or even like, cause we all put off somewhat of a, a bit of magnetism. We're not being repelled. We're actually being attracted, right? I knew it. Right, but what I'm wow. saying, <laughs> what I'm saying about that is it's it's a very it's energy baby it's a universe thing we all run on the same vibes right good vibes good vibes good vibes we're, right we're clearly we're clearly different all three of our personalities are, are different way but different than that's each other. where frequencies come into play you know, baby and but when i sit at the same table you know i i feel that i'm at a, at a table with winners and people that do want to win you know yep. it, it it doesn't it doesn't really matter what it's at you don't want to lose you know, uh, anybody at this We just want to be the best that we can Absolutely. be. Absolutely. We just want to be the best we you can be. You give your best. You know, what do you, what do you have to look back on and, and, and say you failed at? You know what? Just some days the cards don't go your way. And you just, guess what? Pick them up. 
I do told, it tomorrow. I told Stefan this a long time ago when you were going through some stressful, stressful stuff. I said, Stefan, have you ever taken on anything that you didn't complete? And he says, I always get it done. And I said, then why stress out? <laughs> you know you're going to get it done. Is that a true story? Yeah. Yeah. Are you, are you being serious right now? Because you know what? I've touched on it with you before. You've never, never not done what you've said. Now that now, now that you've thrown that on the table, yeah. he, he always he always. Um, it's not like if he said he was coming to your house and then someone in the family died and he had to go to a funeral. No, like yeah, exactly. Stefan has always gotten done what Stefan said he was going to get done. You've always done what you said. Always. Mm-hmm. And that's why I tell him, why do you stress out then? You're the type of person where you know you're going to fucking get it done. Why stress out? We just, you know what, like personalities, you know, similar to maybe like ours is, you know what, we might procrastinate. We might do a little stupid shit along the way, but you know what? So is life. <laughs> I like to mix fun in my stress, but I don't what, want to be stressed 25. But when, you know what, when it's crunch time though, all our faces change. You know, they change. You cannot say that sitting on a lock in a locker room or on a bench, you can't look at me and I can't look at you. We all get the look. We want to win. We want to finish what mm-hmm. we started. Stefan, have you ever slept on the job site? I have. Okay. That's it. Right there. Like, you're the guy to get it done. If you're sleeping on job sites, we've all done this. If you've, if you, you're there to get it done. You ain't doing that because you, you don't want to be with your family. You're doing that because you have no, to. No, you're doing it because you need a half hour just to recharge the best you can to get it done. Yeah, I've had multiple nights where multiple. I'll have a couple of beers down in the basement and I'm watching TV and I'm thinking about work, thinking about work, and it's midnight, close my eyes, wake up, 2 o'clock, got to go to work. Yep. Just I think we've all been there. You know, I, yeah. People that like to see things to the end have been there. It's tough. It's tough. You, you, it you, takes a lot out of you to do it, but it's got to be done. And then you add the stress that goes on with it. And a lot of people do stress differently. I let it consume me, but I know I, and the, I've never not gotten it done. So my track record shows that it'll get done. It's just the lofty goals that I have for a project or something to get done in a day what I want to get done. I, I think I put my goals up there that are too high and unattainable. You know what? But if Good. I don't meet it, then Good. I'm mad at myself Good. because I didn't get done what I had in my mind that I could have gotten done. Well, I'm really, I'm really actually happy to hear that you fail every single day. Cause you have a goal so high. And I think that's all. Uh, I think that a lot of people hey. will make a goal that they know they're going to get. What the fuck is a challenge in that? Shoot for the stars <laughs> and you'll land on the moon. Right. At the minimum. <laughs> No, it, seriously, seriously. you yeah. got you guys watch me after the You're the first person to be on the moon. Hey, <laughs> ever, Chris, getting in it with a conspiracy. You, you guys sit there and watch me after tournaments, and you know what? You're like, oh my gosh, great weekend. You could, you guys probably see it in my face. Nope, no, nope, it wasn't. This nope. went wrong. That went wrong. Yep. My code was messed up here. I did this wrong. I handled this situation in a way that I, in hindsight, I'm not really pleased with. But the the show, you know, that's all behind the curtain. It's all behind the curtain. What's in front of the curtain? The show was. You guys great do the same thing on the other end, putting in a deck, putting on a roof, doing siding, working on a room. You guys do the same thing. They, oh my gosh, this looks beautiful. And you're, uh, and you're just like, yeah. Well, you I'm don't gonna, know, know don't what look over there. I want to put it to you this way, Stefan. If you knew, calling your wife a b i t c h. Whoa. was going to render you sleeping on the couch for about 
a week and never seeing her naked for three weeks. <laughs> I don't even know where you're going with this. <laughs> right, right, right. If that was, if that was like, now I don't know how close that is to reality, but like in my house, that's pretty damn close. <laughs> but I'm saying, if you knew that, would you, would you call her that unless you were prepared for that? No, of course not. Right, 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 right. So I'm not going to lie. I totally had this whole thing, like this, this analogy. This whole I was analogy pouring it out, out and yeah. I've lost myself. Cause hot, I was wa- yeah. When everyone's talking, you have to like think about this thing over and over again. It's like you're a combination number when you keep saying it and you mix up the numbers. I don't even hardly know Danelle besides a few times. I wouldn't even do that. I, I I don't want to sleep on a couch oh, with no, Stefan. That's I'm going to jump you. That's you exactly what I'm getting to. You know, I, I'm getting back on my point here. You wouldn't do that, right? So you don't do that, right? So you don't call her that. Right. So why do you, So it's called setting yourself up for failure. But you know, time after time after time, when you bite that last piece of meat that you know you can barely chew, but you bite it. Because you, you don't know in your head. You're like, I may never see that piece of meat again. But you know every time you bite that little dangling piece dog. of meat, you cause yourself a ton of stress, which is the analogy of taking the job, right? Every time sure. you take these side jobs, it's these side jobs that are killing you. So you take these side jobs, and every single time you take that bite, it causes you more stress than it's worth. But you keep taking the bite. Eventually, you got to tell yourself, this is what I've recently done. I got honest with myself. You were talking about setting goals that are really high. Somebody goes, Jay, if you think the house is going to take you four days, tell them six days. And if you get it done in five days, you're a hero. <laughs> so I started living my life that way. When I get to work, I'm because we do the same job, right? So I wake up and I'm like, I got to get this, 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 this. And then you fail and you're pissed because then you're like, well, I was supposed to be done at the end of the day Friday. And now I got to go there Monday morning. I might as well make it a whole day. Why would I want to pack up tools twice and go to different jobs? So then the next three days you work half days to extend the full day, right? We've all been there, but you always end up mad at yourself. So what I started doing is just saying, I'm only going to get this and this done today. And then when I get more done, it's a win and I'm happy. Yeah. So just saying again, you can be the victim or you can be the hero Depending on the way you want to look at it. Sure. I'll yeah. tell you what. There's the, there's only one thing in this world that money cannot buy, and that is time. 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 Why the mother F would you give away your most valued possession time, which to me is family, for a dollar bill? You can't buy time with time. You, you can't. In fact, you ha- you are given an amount of time, and you have to give it away. You're telling me that that money you can make anywhere you go in this world at any time for anything, and you're willing to give it away for money when it comes to family? I want to say I think, but I I do know that money does run out. Mm -hmm. And those that know me know that money runs out. It does. And, And you know what? Like I said, a coin is flipped, and I still give more time than I care about a dollar because I do know how to survive without it. And I don't think a lot of people uh, understand or truly appreciate what they have until they get to that point when you literally can't buy buy a hot dog. Listen, and that's that's and let me finish here. That's a shitty spot to be. Dude. But once you bounce back, you have to have the mental fortitude to do it. Don't get me wrong. 
your priorities change. You look at things differently, but then you can also look at things and say, was it really that important anyways? Because that time is going away and that dollar can be made again. What was it? The 40s or 50s, keeping up with the Joneses, that advertisement? Keeping up with the Joneses? Mm-hmm. Yep. We weren't alive back then. I'd see no, no, what I you tried to do there, but it I'm wasn't not that in old. The 50s. It, <laughs> what, what, what was that? It probably would have been later. Like 30s? No, 60s? No, like 80s. Yeah, 80s. That's kind of an 80s thing. Keeping up with the Joneses wasn't the 80s. 80s. Well, I'm thinking 60s all day long. Minimal. It could have been. But your dad no. says keeping up with the Joneses all the time. All the time. And he was born in the 60s. So the that's only way I he think would know that would be seventies. It's or a fifties thing. I'm more on the eighties thing because that's that was kind no, of the, the hardcore purchasing. Fifties mm-hmm. money was very relevant. Uh, not relevant. Chris, are you checking that one? Yeah, out? check the check Google that recording. That. I had a really good line change for the time. Go. What do you have? Moving on to the next topic because well, we, it's a movie from 2016. No, no type in the advertisement keeping up with the Joneses. It was advertised. It was a, it was a way of advertising back then. I was going to go on time and be like, all right, well, speaking of time. I know. We, you know what the funny thing is? We sat we've here done a whole podcast. We talked about like, no, hey, listen, this is going to be a short podcast tonight. Next thing you know, here we are. We're, we also talked about saving the are world. We we're 49 right minutes right now. Yeah, are yeah. you kidding me? Could we talk about somebody else and who's we haven't trying gotten... to uh, make the best use of their time? <laughs> yeah. Go forward after some hard breaks. That's the longest what's well, whatever. And we haven't even gotten through Jay's what's what. Okay, I'm gonna fill you on the what's what. <laughs> no, hang on. No, this is. Let's I think we need to put. We need to put a pin in it, Jay. You can go next week. <laughs> you can go next week. <laughs> All right, everybody. To be continued because that was a great rant. I'm not gonna lie. That was a great conversation. No, I think I we need to talk that. more about this kind of stuff. Honestly, yeah. listeners. Seriously, right now is the time to send us an email and let us know what you think. Because we have 14 of you. <laughs> Seriously. I'm not going to lie. I looked at, I looked at the consistency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the 10 of you because uh, 12. between whatever. The 10 to 12 of you, listen? we have a consistent four, 14 downloads every month. Month? Or, sorry, every episode. Okay. So, Even worse. <laughs> No, that's better. You know what? That's consistent. I can sit there and say that's, oh my gosh, we're terrible. We suck. But then on the other side of the coin is, I'm that guy who's not subscribing for anything because if I know if I can just get to it and listen to it. I know, but I'm listen. Like, I don't want the extra. If you're you listening, don't have to subscribe. Just listen. jump on justchirpin.com. You can listen yeah. to all oh, of our episodes Brent, right there. You need to get on top of that one. Hey, guess what? I've been busy. <laughs> yeah, I know you have been. I'm just saying, <laughs> I don't care if you trash all the other ones and just start with the next fresh. one. Just start. I don't care. <laughs> Episode 90. You 14 listeners won't care. <laughs> Nobody's scared. Right. But what I'm saying to these 14 listeners right now is seriously, if you like this kind of talk and you're cool with it, let like, us know. Like me and Stefan, when we talked about starting this podcast, Brent, you asked me what I want to put on the bio when we first started, yeah. when you came in. Yep. And I said, I want to change the world. And y'all gave me a little bit of shit over text. However... I want to help people. When I say change the world, I just mean help people. We talked about some depression and, you know, things like, hey, and being positive and, and being the hero of your life. I hope this touches one of our listeners. Yeah, Maybe they like to hear this. Absolutely. I think, I think uh, well, I know us three here have had a lot of deep conversations. Yeah. Uh, um, off mic. Uh, all four of us have uh, had a lot yeah, of. All four. All yeah. four of us in this. We have a lot of 
stuff over our heads right now, all of us. Stefan, what you got there, bud? I uh, I pulled it up here, guys. The phrase originates from the comic strip Keeping Up with the Joneses, created by Arthur R. Quote unquote Pop uh, Momad in nineteen thirteen. The strip ran until nineteen forty in the New York world and various oh, other newspapers. Before it became televised. Furthermore, the strip depicts a social climbing McGinnis family who is struggling to quote unquote keep up with the neighbors, the Joneses, Joneses. of the title. Your neighbor. Wow. It's advertising so technique. Oh, he was more. Of course, it was the higher set return. I told you guys, time. man. I said I, this I, stuff I told is early. you. Actually, Anyways. I want to uh, counteract that a little bit. Uh, okay. The 1950s was a decade which, uh, during which the phrase keeping up with the Joneses came in into popular use. So I said so the 50s. it built up, and then, yeah, in the 1950s became popular. Yes. So it, it, my dad has always said this but this is one thing that if i could leave you with the listeners is we all do it stefan you're away from your mic right now but you can hear me so when i'm done talking which might be in 30 minutes you can say something <laughs> however <laughs> i gotta I had, to, plug? I had to chirp myself on that one so you know how it is when you hear either like and i do this so if you said no i wouldn't believe you but like if you get something new or my brother gets something new I almost feel like I have to go out and get it because you guys have it. And I live my life like this for very many years, like especially with my brother because my brother, I, hung, I mean, my brother's my best friend. He's like, I hang out with him all the time, right? And, and, and but when I had a friend like Bob Moylan who is buying things that are like not even close to my availability, I really had was able to step back and be like, dude, you need to calm down with wanting because it says in the Bible, what are the one of the seven? What is one of the said seven deadly sins that I'm You're talking say about? Envy. Well, envy. Exactly. This one too, oh, and I would put that no. Covenants now. Covenant. Covenant your neighbor's oh, wife. Yeah, I may not covenant my neighbor's wife. That's in the Bible. That's not. A, that's uh, not one of the deadly yeah, sins. You know what? It's uh, gluttony, sloth. Uh, Rage, envy. Um, there's. You're listing the seven it, deadly sins, but in the Ten Commandments, one of the commandments was, "I shall not. Thou shalt not my neighbor's covet wife. thy neighbor." Right, right. I'm yeah. not talking Pride, about greed, the commandments. Lust, envy, gluttony, mm. wrath, and sloth. Yes, there you go. Wrath. You, you know, on your uh, on your story there too. I I feel hey, like that keep, keeping up with the Joneses statement is is I grew up 68th Street and Craft. I had a little, my dad built a ranch house by hand, 1977, I believe it was. Worked was his ass off to do it. Home? What? Was it a Sears kid home? Yeah, Sears. <laughs> Damn right. And we grew up across the street from a multi-million dollar mansion and horse ranch. Were and, they the Joneses? Oh, my dad worked hard to try to give us whatever the neighbor kids had. And I watched him do it, you know, and, and us kids, you know, weren't, I don't know, uh, maybe savvy enough to say hey dad you don't got to do that you know go buy something for yourself I, you know how kids get you know and, i mean i grew up with three-wheelers and four-wheelers and in pools and all the special things um that a lot of kids don't even have just because my dad worked so hard to try to give us this thing that that, that the neighbors had and then uh now here looking back you know and my dad and i have had this great you know great conversations about this stuff is uh you know what <laughs> 
wish he could have just said fuck it all time yeah you know i mean i i watched my dad work work himself to the bone you'd give all of those toys and all of the fun and all of that away for a little bit more time absolutely throwing the baseball in the backyard or absolutely shooting guns my, my, doing something my dad, dad is very similar to you guys with the coaching and stuff like that he did he worked worked his ass off from sun up to sundown you know as soon as he got done with working he was going off to the baseball diamond taking us kids to to judo uh baseball uh that was basically it but we did it year mm-hmm. round my dad had no he didn't want to know anything about soccer um <laughs> but uh he, he and he would do it and then all of a sudden we would get we'd get done with that and you know, and he would take us to ice cream, or we'd have dinner at home, and we we'd do the all this stuff or hunting. I don't know how he did it. You know, I personally never had kids in my own life, so I I, I can only imagine what your guys' schedule uh, is like. You know, I and watching it's you guys tough. work round the clock, man. My dad, my you know, it makes me appreciate what my mom and dad did really. They do the same thing, and I, you know, you don't get a chance to really look at it until until it's thrown in front of you, you or know? until the time's all gone. It's, yeah, until it's gone. Yeah, you, you're bummed out that you lost the time, and then your kid tells you, "Well, that was all great. They got me this, and you coached me in this, or you did this with me, or for me." Uh, but it would have been nice to have a little bit more time at home, leisure time. Yes, where we could have been like, uh, "Hey, let's go play a board game." I'm gonna. I, you, I, you seriously grew up in a family that played board games? No, well, I'm saying he wanted to. Sam. <laughs> yeah. No, my my mom worked two jobs this, to support our family. I was looking after my younger brothers. I, no, I've no, been no, the dad no. since I was. That would explain twelve. Twelve. So <laughs> 12. No, seriously. So I want to jump on this real quick. I thought we were segueing. I was trying to segue. We're trying to do a line change to get the news topic so we could talk about some freaking hockey. I'm just going to say this right now. This is the last thing that we're going to say. So we got a half hour? Can I take a leak? No, I'm going to say it. Hell, I took three. You might just as well. Stefan is 100% 100 correct. 12 years old. I mean, I've seen it. I saw it. I was there when you were changing diapers when I didn't even know what a, like, of crying baby was. (laughs) Um, But... No, seriously, like we come from your mom worked a couple jobs, right? Yeah. You you come from a family and a life which we're from the same family and all of our brothers and sisters are typically I would say worked working hard was the norm. Yeah. Like extremely yeah, hard, not normal hard, like extremely hard. Well, not working like an eight to ten hour day hard, but like doing actual manual labor, manual labor. physically working yeah. hard well, for ten to fourteen hours a day, right. depending on how things. Even went. your mom, like I mean, absolutely every job I ever know she had, she was on her feet. She works hard at everything she's yeah. ever done. It it's a do's and I think it's a quote unquote it's a family do's trait. and dang trait. But yep. but as a kid growing up with a parent like that, would you have traded the things they could buy you to get back the time you didn't get with them? Yeah, of course. Right. So now, isn't it weird that you're living that life where money is a little less important to you? Like, it's important because your your parents have instilled in you this importance of money because they had to give us everything they never had. Well, finances But you're also to get battling by. your mental state of, but I would have given it all away to have my mom around more or my dad around more. I think... Kason will probably end up saying the same thing that I'm saying. Which was, I wish I would have spent a little more time. 
Perhaps. I think this is a new wave. I'm seriously. We we were raised by Generation Xers, which were, get your ass. <laughs> I'm working. sorry to laugh at you. You were raised by Generation Xers, and I'm sitting here. I was a part of the baby boomers. <laughs> well, your parents would have been the baby boomers, right? Yep. But you're a Generation X. I am Generation yeah, X. X. Yeah, you're a Gen X, but you were raised most likely by a baby boomer. Yeah, I, no, they were baby boomers. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes, not baby boomers, but the ones that were, yes, the, the ones that were born of the baby boomers. Yes. They don't have a name for them. Unless they're, they're called, they're just called the baby boomers. That's, that's so a, yeah. who, what are they called for the people that have them? Greatest generation. Okay. So your generation X raised by a baby boomer. Who was yes. raised by the greatest So generation. our grandma and grandpa baby boomers. Grandma and grandpa are. No. Our, our grandma and grandpa yes. are. Generation X or baby boomers? Because they're young. We had two no, young parents. They're going to be the greatest they're, generation. They're in, they're in the tail end. Baby of the boomer, but they're yes. they're really well, not. No. Our mom and dads are our generation. 1946 X. is the start of the baby boom. Okay, yeah, because it's literally then. the baby boom after so that World would be War. Grandma, grandma, grandpa well, was born in '38. My dad was born in '49. Yeah, our grandpa was born in '38. Yeah, and grandma, grandma might be. She's the uh, greatest three generation. Years younger. Was. I'm just saying, as time keeps going. You know, my dad was better than your dad, or my dad was better than his dad. I'm going to be better than him. You do right? a progressively so better we, job, f- at least in your we're mind. We're fighting this battle of millennials who are, because we're millennials. Technically, by date, we're by date, millennials. We are millennials. But I by, knew there was something I didn't like about you guys. <laughs> but by the way, we're raised, we were raised, we're, there you go. we're not because of the way we were raised by super hardcore Gen Xs. Yeah. So we what I'm saying is that we are millennials. We are we're influenced by millennialism, which to me is just learning how to be happy with what you have and not needing money and an education and just this whole like freedom hippie kind of thing. A little bit, I get it, but yet we're it, it, which coincides with wanting to be better than our parents for our children. But we're also raised, so we are instilled with these qualities of having to be hardworking and make enough money to support and buy the things we never had because our parents bought us the things they never had. Well, I think like our parents large, couldn't play sports back in the day. Parents were, yeah, they, that's true. They it, were poor, lived on prospect poor. They, they, couldn't, they couldn't pay to do those types of things. So we grew up, us, you, me, Chris, and maybe a little bit Brent, we grew up where that stuff was introduced our parents were working around the clock to give us those experiences so now we're working to give our kids those experiences but now they were do the way they were doing it was to provide a roof over the head and pay bills and live in check to check i think what we're trying to do is lengthen between check to check and also still do all those fun things and have some fun toys Dude, and all of that stuff. How many how many Brent did your parents play five sports? Uh, my dad was actually no, uh, but when he was a kid, did he play five sports? No, he's basketball, football, and baseball. So your dad three. played those yeah, three. So, okay. Know, and my dad actually was pretty pretty good at basketball. I remember, you know, like you, you guys bring your kids out to the rec league games. My dad I remember going and watch my dad do it. Did his dad uh, my my grandfather uh, was a Golden Gloves boxer. So played one. Yes. The point I'm getting at is our lives is so much more busy because yes. it's co- like you, 
you didn't have to come home. Like you came home back in the day and you're, it was like, that was it. You come home and maybe your kid plays baseball. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but your kid could play baseball three days a week and still possibly become a professional. You, you know what? I wanna <laughs> nowadays, I'm going to say something funny. Nowadays, with that. your kid has to play hockey six days a week to become a professional. <laughs> with, 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 with and that? you play five sports. Jay, oh, sometimes eight days a week. I don't know. Listen to this. God. Back in the day, uh, for any other soccer players out there, there are another few and far between. Nobody's listening to Nobody's the show listening. that plays soccer. Um, <laughs> us kids uh, from Caledonia, we got this letter in the early 90s, late 80s, asking us to try out for a new travel organization called Graha. And there was probably about, I don't know, 100 kids that tried out for this thing. And I will say Steve Tafalski, Craig Fortuna, Scott Mender, and myself went out there. We tried out. We all made the team. And we literally got together and sat there and said, our parents can't afford this. So we all decided not to accept the offers and play AYSO for free so we could stay together, be together, compete together. And I will say we handed Graha teams their ass. Was it Graha or like Grasa? Uh, Grasa. My bad. Grand Rapids Area Soccer Association. Yeah, Sorry, my bad. For the I, we, yeah. we just wanted to wait yeah. for a second. Yeah. But it, it, he it, said it twice. I had to jump. I in. wasn't going to interrupt. And him. and I I feel I, 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 feel, <laughs> I, I, I feel that a lot of things get lost by wanting to be on this travel team and doing this stuff. If you surround yourself with the right people and have the same ideals, we were a bunch of AYSCO kids in the middle of a fucking cornfield and we were handing uh, grasa teams their ass because you know what we knew what hard work was we knew what sacrifice was we knew what commitment was and a bunch of us if not all of us got a chance to play high level sports after the fact for what and playing ayso for 25 bucks uh, a year you know Everybody's staring at me funny now, but no, honestly, pressure, man. I look at it as pressure. Pressure makes diamonds. I wouldn't worry too much about money. The IRS is about ready to go away, anyways. You know what? Let's we listeners. Jay, we're one one thing I want to touch on for us uh, on the news. uh, Oh, hold on. Oh, nope. I got it. Hold on. (laughs) Oh, here we go. So, segue. In the news uh, this morning, or yesterday morning, I woke up and noticed that the president of Haiti was murdered. Conspiracy? Yes. No, it was the Clintons. That was a hard line change there. You just went from the first line to the fourth. In typical fashion. I was not ready for that. My... I was trying to tell the listeners, we'll have more of this talk to come. Let's move it on. We are at an hour and nine minutes and haven't even talked hockey. We are still in the first two things. So, yes, I want to hear about this Haiti president. Apparently, uh, around 1 a.m., some intruders showed up at the president of Haiti's house, and they had a gunfight for about an hour inside his house. There was a fire fight. So it was not... One person, a army showed up because the president of Haiti does not have one person watching his front door. 
Well, I would imagine he would have, you know, one or two people. And if they're there for over the course of an hour, you know, you have enough time to get reinforcements. Unless, of course, you're... But yeah. he got killed, so yes. not enough reinforcements. No. Um, purportedly, the people were speaking English and Spanish, which they do not speak in Haiti. They call that Spanglish. Great movie. And one of the uh, persons that was in there said that they were a D... DEA agent. In so Haiti? Just, yeah. Is there a DEA I'm not going to lie. Agent? All no, I can think of... U.S. DEA. All I, I can see. think of right now, when you were saying there they had a gunfight for an hour, was Boondock Saints. <laughs> when he's like, and there was a firefight! And it goes into the... There was six of them, but really there was only one guy with like six guns. Anyways, moving on. Uh, not quite like that, though. He has, he has no idea that was said earlier. Who said Boondock Saints? Oh. This guy right next to me. Oh, no, Stefan said, no, I, I was totally listening Saints, to Stefan's story. There was a firefight. Oh, yeah. You said that? I wanted you, to say that. You come in here with a six-shooter? <laughs> what are you going to do? Laugh the other four to death? <laughs> Great movie. Put it on your must-see list. Um, if you haven't seen Boondock Saints 1 or 2, which is Saints Row, by the way, um, watch it. Hey, do these make me look gay? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> okay, right, Chris. On, Chris, please. So anyways, I just <laughs> found it very interesting that, um, you know, all of a sudden the head of, or the president of Haiti, um, was taken out in such a fashion. So got my wheels turning. Just wondering if you guys have any thoughts on why this person might've been, uh, taken out. Well, what's going on in Haiti that would warrant him being bothered? Is there uh, civil unrest or? Well, uh, they still haven't recovered from the hurricane, and that might be part of it. But there's a layer below it, purportedly. Right. Jay? Well, well, I, well, oh, you're retaining listen, information. This here's is not going to help here's us Here's where I'm getting this. at is that I know nothing about that. I don't even know. That, I didn't even know there was a president of Haiti. So... Sitting here saying that, I'm asking the same thing. What led up to the fact that he was a number one target for somebody? Because if there's a president of Haiti, I can't imagine that he's take he's being taken out without anybody noticing. Clearly, so <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody hated Trump, but he didn't get assassinated. Right, right. So who and why and where? Do you think there's American ties? I have no idea. I'm asking you. I might be American and worldwide ties. But do so you, my little but, thought behind it is Haiti is purportedly a big source of uh, human trafficking. Okay. And that we goes on in that this. country. Because there's a huge... Or that originates Well, then I think country. this is all above board. Who cares? Well, there's well, a huge conspiracy theory. If anybody is a huge Trump fan, I know you've heard of this, but there's a huge conspiracy behind Trump doing a ton of stuff that has a lot to do with human trafficking, with which includes in essentially indicting. I don't know the better word for it, but like a lot of people are going down. Yeah, he wants to. And I've heard of stop more than one person. Well, the Epstein Island thing. So like uh, on that, Epstein Island is not too far away from Haiti. Well, that's so, that's what that. I'm <laughs> saying is like there's this huge conspiracy theory of Trump working with some other people to shut down this ring of which has been years and years long Disney Disney's involved and <laughs> it's crazy Pizzagate like all this stuff right I've heard 
listen, if you don't have it, if you have a cell phone, y'all know what the hell I'm talking about right (laughs) Right. now. So I just thought it was interesting that, uh, and it was made public that this guy was executed. So, so do they have the body? They have his body. Yeah. Okay. So the body is had, but these people got away that took care of it. And, uh, they said it was purportedly some mercenaries. Who do you think out of all the countries has the ability to get in and out of Haiti unseen (laughs) seal team? Uh, the Clinton Foundation. <laughs> Seal team. Uh, also Clinton Foundation. <laughs> Rockefeller. So let's keep going. Two angles. What I thought was is they took out somebody, and this is the first form of a kind of public edu- execution on someone who was involved and knew what was going on. Or the other flip side, people that wanted to cover their own uh, rear ends because the heat was getting turned up on them. Yeah, very so the same people that killed Epstein, Epstein killed the president. Of Haiti, Haiti. You, that's what you're getting at. That's yes. That's the, the well. Let's be honest. You ain't getting coin, inside not. of a prison and killing a mofo unless you got ties, mm-hmm. or they turn off the security cameras and you know everything else. Well, because you threatened every security guard there with murder of their family for those seven minutes. Easy yes. enough. Yep. So that was the only you know little headline that popped up yesterday that I thought was kind of. Potentially interesting. I see what happens. I think it is. Uh, Can you play it out? I love conspiracy theories. Now off to hockey. (laughs) Cut the words right out of me. No, hold on. I want to talk about Joe Exotic. Rewind. We'll get to that next week. Yeah, Joe Exotic. He's not going anywhere quite yet. He hasn't been sprung. He hasn't pulled a Bill Cosby yet. So actually, this is a good little teaser. For next week's yeah. episode, if they want to hear, you want to hear about, about Joe Exotic, that. we're gonna go to GR Lick. Sorry, that's your GR Lick. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so right. let's talk about some. I know. Listen, Big listeners, news. thanks for waiting one hour, thirteen minutes, and who, thirty-seven seconds to hear about hockey. So, who won the Stanley Cup? Everybody knows by now. The Tampa Bay Lightning win the Stanley Cup in five games at home. Beautiful, beautiful game five, though. Do you think Very they nice gave game up five. game four because they knew they were going to win game no, five and no. wanted never it to be at home? No, they'd rather just seal the deal. You, know, I feel like you think so? Done that. Yes, I, I do. I mean, come on. You no, know, three in a row, you know you're going to beat them at home. You do it. If if we were playing men's league hockey. And Are you going to give up a game? We went to Detroit. They did go to Rapids. overtime, so I don't think it was on purpose. Does it matter where you win the cup if you win the cup? No. Just just get it sealed and beer tastes and good out of it, no matter where it's at. And you're gonna bring it home anyway. That that's my opinion on it. You know, last night I was watching that game. You know, Tampa Bay uh, wins one zero, and I literally said to Beth, "Don't watch the champions. Watch the losers. Look at their faces." And she's like, "Why?" Why, why would you want to watch them? Every single championship I have ever watched, I have watched the losers. Because you know what? That's hunger. You sit there and you stare at somebody else that just took the food off your plate, and that is a motivator like a motherfucker. I agree with that statement. I've always kind of kept an eye on what the losing team was doing during the celebration. They were respectful. They were quiet. You have to be respectful. Yep. You just yep. sit there and, and stare and go, well, what are we going to do differently? Well, or listen, if you're a basketball player, you cry. You but. get seven <laughs> You get seven games 
if you y'all had a fair chance. Fair chance, yep. And it's it's bad when it comes down to a game seven and you lose an overtime or something like Plus, that. Plus, when you're a team but, who know when you got to be there and be like, how the fuck did we get here? Yep. You got to be okay with it. Montreal had a great season, a Amazing. great playoff. They were like 16th seed, they said. I heard 16th seed. Were they were they uh, bottom seed? They I did not. I not, have to double check yeah, that. Yeah, they came in pretty low. They, you know what? I've been on the Montreal wagon the whole time. Carry Price, though. Carry Price. He's Seriously. the only reason. You know, if if the whole series turned around and Montreal wins, there's your uh, there, there's your Conn Smythe winner. Either way, it was coming down to a goalie. Oh yeah, the, both goalies played amazing. And yes. you know what? I know I talked a lot of a lot of trash last week about Stamkos. I am so happy to see the way he celebrated, the way he grabbed the cup, the way he did his interviews. You know what? It's a totally different interview with a guy that actually earns it. Yeah, so what are your thoughts on Kucherov coming in just for the playoffs? <laughs> you know what? You, know, you, you might as well poke me in that way. You know what? It's, it's, it's one of those things that I get it. He's a part of the team, but uh, we did a little research here before the show started, and... You talk about bullshit. I mean, you bring in an all-star that hasn't played all season. Don't get me wrong. He didn't play all season. It's called bringing in a ringer. Yeah, bringing in a ringer. It's kind of like our beer league thing when everybody sits there and they worked so hard to get to that point, and then all of a sudden all the college kids get get out of school. And then you get rolled. And then you get rolled in the first round. It's, It's... I, I I think it's dirty pool a little right. bit to be honest. Um, you know, if he, Did uh, it change? Absolutely. Do you think it changed the outcome? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I don't think it did. They got I a did. waiver. Absolutely. They Are you telling me one player I guess changed? Maybe it Absolutely. Did. He, he did play based really on the well. line that he plays with. You, you know, let's be honest. We all know what our beer league teams are like. And then all of a sudden you put this at the National League level and you've got two two amazing players out there on the ice, you know, a center and, and a left winger with Stamkos. And then you got maybe somebody that should be playing second, third line, just trying to fill a role all season long to get you there. And then you put an all-star in that spot. What do you think that first line is going to be like? Come yeah. on. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. I will say that the game came down to... You know, a lot of people can say goalies because Vasilevsky is oh freaking amazing. But what I will tell you is every goal of this seven games, I would say, I okay, not out of every goal. I did not see every goal. I did see five games is what you meant to say. Too. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I saw more. I saw a handful, but I didn't see everyone because I didn't see. That would be five. I didn't actually watch game four. Uh, only highlights. But what I'm saying is. The goals scored came down to the players. Because, like, there's, like, goals that goalies can't just stop. Like, it's not anything they did wrong. It's not to take the wrong angle. For sure. It, they were goals. All the goals were goals, like, out of, like just the, good passes. Goalie was yes, doing what he needed to re- do. Re- uh, deflection, so screens. I, so, I agree when it comes down to a player on the line. Because it didn't come down to goalies, I don't think. I think it came down to players well you, you sit there and if if you took the time to go back go ahead and you know watch the whole playoffs again especially i'll say game five kucherov his passing is is probably underrated this guy was making passes through seams where we're talking halves of inches underrated because you didn't see him play all year exactly you yeah, know and he was really good at embellishing 
Oh yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but you know, it's. It, I don't want to say it. I don't want to take away anything that Tampa did because let's be honest. You know, ninety nine point nine percent of the guys that they, made it there, they they played. They earned it. They with or without him, I think that still would have been a tough series. I, I think, think it's a different series. It's probably going to be similar. It's similar. I think so. It, it might be I similar, so. but game I, seven maybe. Yeah, still, still I see. A it, win gets, to it gets extended a little bit. Tampa. You know, and and I mean, to be, it would have been a sweep if it wasn't for an overtime game winning goal. Really? In your home eyes. Eh, come on. Uh, you know what, though? Let's take this and go back one series. You start looking at that Islanders series, do they even get out of that one? Montreal played the Islanders, right? Or was it no, Tampa? No, no, no. Tampa. Montreal, Montreal played yeah. Vegas. You're right. I don't I don't know. I Which do they not barely know if Tampa gets, uh, gets away from the Islanders. I really don't think do they do. Do you remember what that series came down to? It was game seven. They went to a seven-game series. Yep, I don't think they'd get out of it. And I'd be interested to know what the stats were, yeah, how many because, goals Kucherov had. Montreal was game six. And okay. made, yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, Islanders very were valid game point. seven. You know, yeah. does one player make a difference? I don't know. Did Sergei Fedorov? Did Wayne Gretzky? Did Mark Messier? I think and, a little bit. And, well, yeah. let's go back to what we were talking about earlier. And Islanders so why is wagon. this player so relevant? Well, it put them over cap by quite a bit. And they're the only team that was exempted with this player in particular. Correct, Chris? So you were the one who researched this. Yeah. Well, not sure that they were the only team. Well, uh, they were I to... looked at Montreal, and Montreal was 81-3-9. So that means they had 100000 to play with. Yeah. With, right. And, and Tampa's and salary cap came in at like just north of 85,000 mil. million. Yeah. So five over 500. So we're not yeah, sure so if 4.5 million yeah, over. Four, no, no, no. 400,000, right? No, no it's 85 million. Yeah. Sorry. Not 81 million. So 80. Yeah. So exactly. We're talking they came in about 4 million. They over. came in 4 million over. Yeah. So it wasn't That's just a one player. Shit ton. No, it wasn't just had one Had the IR cap. So, there, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on where they're talking about how Tampa circumvented the uh, the the cap. Yes. Do I think they sit there? Do I do I want to take anything away from the personal accomplishments of the players? No. They they all worked. That was probably I know it was only five games, but holy smokes, how many times at the end of the first period did we see both teams have 25 plus hits? Dude. Right. They yeah, took a beating. Battling. It was not only did they take a beating physical. during the games, but like after the whistle was blown, those guys took a beating. Oh yeah, it Montreal was, kicked the shit. Nothing out of their was forwards. handed to any of those guys, but you take a player or two out, and you know things could change completely. So not only did Kucherov um, play quite the role as as we're saying. He also had some really comical uh, post-game comments with the I, press. Yeah, you were playing it earlier. I couldn't even watch it. Where he was really, I mean, he peeled back some layers that you don't normally see from these these like posts. Well, <laughs> yeah, he was shirtless. Yeah, he was insane. Trade me, right? Detroit's bullshit. You know, you That's know. All I heard we're him just talking. Detroit's still bullshit. wearing his bottoms. We're talking about Kucherov a little bit, you know, and he he didn't play during the regular season, whatnot. He walked into this playoffs, and he played twenty three games, had eight goals, twenty four assists, thirty two points, and the guy doesn't go to the penalty box that much. You tell me, you seriously look at me and tell me 
that they that get past the factor? Islanders? That that wasn't a factor? 24, 24 He said 32 points. 32 points. points. So that's and goal then 23 assists. games. No, he said 24 yeah. assists. I know, but in total, 34, 32 Right, points. so he yeah, resulted in a goal 32 times. Yes. He had a hand in. Yeah. You tell me. 32 goals. You right, right. tell me. That's a, a he game gets, changer. The, Tampa Bay gets past the Islanders without Kucherov. I tell and now you. This is, oh, I, you, got, I mean, now, you got me there. Now, me and Stefan were talking about this earlier. <laughs> I had said, how many wins can you win before the rules need to be changed? I said four. Four wins. They're on two. Now, Stefan brought up talking I wanted four to know in a row past. or four in no. a decade. You're, you're talking about like Stanley Cups. Getting to the playoffs. You know what, though? I, I, I think, you know what? The, the I, final. Like I think I'm smarter playoffs. than the NHL. I'm, I'm definitely smarter <laughs> definitely than Gary smarter than Batman. Batman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I change my rules when I see somebody win it twice in a row. Well, they won. I, I, they won last year. You know, I want to see. They won this year. Teams. I hate back to back. Well, how many years did, did Golden State? I don't know. I don't watch basketball. Well, that's my next point is at what point does hockey become that bullshit where it's two teams every year? So I said, you know what? Because if guess what? If the Red Wings won and it was their third win, we'd be all sitting here saying, "Woo, Red Wings are awesome." We wouldn't be saying, "All right, even things with, need to be changed." Even with the two thousand two or two thousand one, two thousand two, two thousand two, two thousand three, whatever Hall of Fame team, because you know what? I think like ten of them actually did make the Hall of Fame. They're still salary cap compliant. So, I well, mean, and before that, they weren't. Because there wasn't a salary cap. Yeah, exactly. Right, so, but I mean, that's all. So again, if the Red Wings were doing it right now, ain't none of us be complaining. Well, the uh, NFL didn't make a big deal about the Patriots basically either winning or being a runner-up. But why? For because many years. winning teams, fans in the stands. Winning teams brings fans. Yeah. Fans from out of state, which brings money. You have to allow it. I'm saying four years before rules need to be changed. You, 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 I don't think that's you unfair. Just, you just contradicted yourself a little bit there. No, you don't have to allow it. No, no, no. What I'm saying is you with the rules you have, if a team abides by them and finds loopholes, yes. okay, if they win for four years, fine, now it's time to change. I think anything less could be a fluke, so why change the rules? Because you should be allowed to. I mean, a running team at four years, I think is... Personally, I think three is, is a stretch. Three, you think? Do you think three is a stretch? And like I said, I looked. Just, I, I start looking at things seriously before you two. start changing rules. Yeah, be, before I start changing things, yeah, absolutely. Two teams because either either somebody has manipulated me because there's no if things are supposed to be made equal. To how, a point. How to a point. how is somebody? sitting there going for three, four, possibly five championships. If they're not manipulating something that there is definitely something going on Two, I give you a back to back. You know what? Sometimes the stars align three. Now I'm looking. Let's let me, let me phrase it. And I usually try to stop it. Let me phrase it. it. Let me phrase it this way. 80, 85 million to 81 million is like 85,000 to 81,000, which is like 850 to 810, right? What I'm saying is like... You want to break this down to a common... No, what I'm saying is that you guys are saying like they're over cap. Not that you guys are saying. I'm saying the argument could be they're over cap. That's the only reason they won. Well, when you're talking... Because... Five million sounds like a lot. You, You know what the difference is? It's a bricklayer and a doctor. 
Is that what the point you're trying to make? No, no, no. What I'm saying is eight, that's, that's point 81 I'm million to 85 million is like seven to six. It's not a and big that's, it's and not that's, a big gap. It's not even the seven gap to is six. it's not. That's what I'm saying. It's not even seven to six. It's like seven to fucking seven point three. We're talking no, a, po- a point five difference in the grand scheme of everything. Right. So salaries are so I'm gonna say four years, even annually. if you are above a little bit on a team, it's not that much. It's not that much. I get that it is there, and it could be contributing to him winning. I mean, you talked about the points, but he's not the only player. We talked about it earlier. He's only an eighteen million salary cap. There are eighteen one hundred eighty thousand or eighteen million two points in twenty three games. You cannot tell me he is not an above average player those with numbers, every dime. Those numbers are pretty good, but the, yeah. the salary but cap is based cap. on what the player is willing to play for that team for. Yes. And what the team is willing to pay or the, the GM is willing do to I pay. Do I blame right? Kucherov? No. But I do have a have an issue with maybe uh Tampa Bay uh working the angle that they did to get the benefit that they have. Yes, I will agree with you on that because that was what it was. Is they weren't over salary cap and stuff because they got a waiver. They, they had a they waiver. They played the rule. Right. They, they played got by a the rules or whatever and stuff. So he, they, they followed law. Yeah. But was it ethical? No. Uh, ah, see, this is where I, I so where there is you know uh, hopefully room for some revisitation for next year and Absolutely. stuff. That, I just you know if you're gonna if you want to keep them on your team and you're roster but not officially because he's out for injuries and stuff then you can't you know play in the playoffs and stuff and that's where they got to though is because once the playoffs started you know the caps doesn't matter so your player has to play in the regular half of the regular season games to qualify for the playoffs per se just throwing out a scenario perhaps that would make sense you know what I I, I wouldn't be above that I would even sit there and say two thirds of the season sure I could go with I that. I mean, I understand injuries. I've been there. We've all been there. We know what it's like to miss games. But you know what? When it comes to playoff time. So your argument is you, change the rules now. Well, I think he seemed to have a, not mad, a lot of jump. You're not mad at the other Compared team. to Stamkos. No, How I'm, could you be? Do you, pay, do, you, do, you, do you find every loophole in taxes that you possibly can? Of course. It, it, you ain't cheating. You ain't trying. In, right. in this case, but that's not, not me even, finding the loophole. That's my cheating. accountant doing it. Right. <laughs> but if your accountant didn't, are you finding a new one? You, you know, you find the loopholes in the system and you try to make it work. That's when I say four and, wins. And that's all Tampa this did is exactly. Here. It's great hearing you guys talk like this because this is exactly what I deal with year after year after year. You are the NHL. Yeah, but I for there, men's league. Yeah, but looking for people trying to, well, you know what? Find appeasing a people. Appeasing people is one thing, but the loophole thing. I seriously only have like five people out there that abuse it, and they're like, "Oh, but this guy did." did, did one of yeah. one is which is sitting with us. No, I, 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 <laughs> I, unbelievable. Actually, it's it, he's actually got some guys on his team that. You know, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Maybe their their salary cap value is overrated on me, you know. Um, but it is what it is. I think that's you know, more of my and, problem and, you than know, anything. No, it's, it's probably my fault in how I did it, you know. And I, I can take some ownership in that. Well, I can take ownership yeah. the other way as well. You know, but 
it's tough when you bring the same tough. team. But Stefan, so, he said what? yes, so guess what? You said okay, right? And that's that's what I'm contract saying. Contract written, contract accepted. Well, we, well, that's, we, we, <laughs> no, what I'm saying we is... We always discuss my lineup. I, you know, you we talk about it for years. Up. We talk about it every year. We talk about it. It's, it's above board. In your eyes, it works for me. As long as I'm not ruffling you your feathers. You will push every but rule you can to get what you beer want. Beer league aside sure. for no one moment... We're talking about actual legitimate contracts, legitimate standards set by what many would think is probably one of the most uh, powerful organizations in in North America. Well, at least in hockey. In ho- that's what I'm saying. Yeah. In hockey, sitting there going, "Hey, guess what? It's okay. It's okay that you do this. We're gonna furlough you and let it yeah. ride." I. I I don't want to take anything away from it. It was a great series. And you know what? I, uh, Montreal has gained nothing more but uh, my respect for as well as they have, they played through that whole series. Uh, the whole Anderson, uh, Anderson, uh, Price, uh, Petrie, Perry, all these guys played absolutely amazing. Not taking anything away from them. But you know what? Maybe it was a little, a little example uh, of, you know, uh, David versus Goliath. And, and David, unfortunately, uh, lost this round. Yeah, you know, um, I don't know what else to say about it. Is I know the rules are in place, and I know that from our conversations that we have had, thinking about it uh, very often, that you know what, when when by chance we do win something, you know, whether it's silver puck, decent angles, hockey hold'em, I seriously want to know at the end of the day, it wasn't handed to me. I had to earn it. And so what does Tampa think? If they think, hey, this is okay, then that's a character question to me. And well, that's think, not something I want to say. I see. think everybody else in the locker room earned it. So I really it, do. If you take, I agree with you there. If you take Kucherov off the table, whatever, they earned it. Maybe the, I feel... The boys earned it. it management, the GM, et cetera, maybe they didn't earn it. And maybe Kucherov didn't didn't earn it the way he should have earned it as far as playing two thirds of a season and being basically the playoff ringer. Yeah. That's kind of the way it looked. And the other side of the whole thing is, is is listening to Kucherov in his post game interview. Yeah. That shit. He comes out there. No shirt. I get it. You're celebrating, but throw, throw a championship shirt on or something for crying out loud. You look tacky as crap. You know what? If he would have came out, and was humble about what just happened. He was arrogant as all get out yes. for that press conference. No respect. You know, I do get, I do give it him looked props. Like, it looked like LeBron out yeah, there. I give him props though for, for giving a shout out to uh, Vasilevsky uh, in goaltender. But uh, his other comments, if he actually listened to it, unedited like we did, oh my he gosh. He was really crude towards Montreal and he made yeah. some comments about Vegas and yes, um, he comes out there. In my opinion, flower. He comes out there and, and he he he's got a little humbleness in him, you know. And he thanks his goaltender and thanks Montreal. He thanks the NHL and hey, you know what? It was it was real. I'm really grateful to be here to be able to come back and be a part of this. You know, something from that angle. Maybe I'm not so aggressive against him. Uh, Stamkos, even last year, as much garbage as I did give Stamkos, he comes out last year, and there was a sense of humbleness with him. 
And I respect that. And even this year, Stamkos comes back out and does it again. Kucherov embarrassed himself. He embarrassed Tampa. And now uh, you got people like me sitting there looking at him going, you're you're a joke. You're part of the cheating. And he, you're okay with it. He hasn't embarrassed Tampa until he uh, tosses the Stanley Cup to another friend's boat. Ah, you know what, though? <laughs> one thing One thing in our little list of things that we uh, – don't you don't have on here is man big shout out to pat maroon three in a row i will say that i'm glad you brought that up because i was pushing for three in a row last episode listen back you can hear all the rant and raving you know that that is seriously that's quite the accomplishment something amazing it really is and he was he's not touted as a superstar but that guy's a grinder that guy works he he's like a chris draper he's a he's a grinder he's a kurt maltby a darren mccarty Big goals when they matter. Somehow, some way. So, yeah, it's not that he's sitting there he being flashy. Have, he's not a Kucherov. He doesn't have the talent. Yeah, he doesn't have the salary either. That too. <laughs> Good for Pat Maroon. No, seriously. Congratulations to Pat Maroon. But And then, you know, so Tampa. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. There's a button. I think it's this one. Let me try it. <laughs> Got it on the first shot. He did get it on the first shot. Not a big deal. Half bottle of wine in. Only 12 episodes, <laughs> half a bottle. You know what? So We also had... Oh, sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. We were talking about... Yeah, actually, Jay, this uh, is your time we're talking hockey. <laughs> I was just... I was going to re- re- recap the hockey. Just, I was just going to say something. When <laughs> you're, when I'm, when you're you ready for it? me, just tell me. Do you want to say it before I... Nope. Okay. After. Okay, because okay, I'm going to start kind of colluding th- or concluding things. So then right now. Okay, then, then you concluding. We have we have and we have a a guest that we have to get on. Kazi Cosgrove. Nope. See, he him told too. us on Tuesday that you told him that he could be on, and he is one of our fourteen downloads. He concluded that. He's, wait, wait a minute. You he's, want me to? Air I'm I'm it? looking at you to segue. He, he's talking about Kurt Romero. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, he said that you told him he could be on, and he's not been on yet, and he was very upset that he's not been on yet. So you're going to have to reach out to him to have him come. I got to reach, out, reach to, out to him. Do we, it's like, seriously, I do like Kurt, but do we really want a well, official? He listen, he listen. <laughs> I, I was really just trying it. to be nice, I mean, Kurt. he's, he's, he's. <laughs> some, of, some of the bigger podcasts have had referees on. Do I love this guy. You know what? I would absolutely love to Kurt. have Kurt Romero on here. I told him he's all, coming on. For the record, first before we go to that this should have followed what i was gonna say yeah i, I, I didn't know i asked i will times. say kurt, i thought you were gonna say something kurt about Romero, that. i i do i'm, I'm putting this up because i want it to be out there i will reach out to him this week but i'm gonna say this kurt and i did not get along when we first started i was a shit person and, and a worse hockey player and uh, uh, Kurt would have spent more time escorting me to the box than anything else. And over the time uh, of playing hockey, I got to say, uh, Kurt Romero, brother, you are probably one of my favorites out, out there. You do a great job. Um, some people don't like you. Some people love you. I love. I get you. I love I, I, I love the. I love the way you, you you communicate with all the players and stuff like that. And yes, I will be reaching out. Uh, that he wants yeah. to be on, and I told good. him we'd what, get him on. We both what, told what, him. What, that, why yeah. is this pressure on me? Clearly, if he because he you, said he came to you first, and you told him he could be on. I didn't tell him he could be on, and then didn't bring him on. Oh boy! I yeah. said we'll bring you we on because you we, told him he could. Yeah, be. we told him. All right. We'd I'm get now you this on. has nothing. 
to do with the fact that I don't want him on. I love him on. He's a great no, you guy. You said last week you hated him. Well, of course, when he puts me in, <laughs> when he puts me in the box, I want to stab him. But when he doesn't, he's cool. I was telling Jay, it is time to get some more guests in here. Though it I, really, is. I was just saying the same thing. I was telling Jay that you know we're due for a guest here. He did pretty. Stefan said we're due for a guest, and then on the ice, like 15 minutes after that, he's like, "Mother, I was supposed to be on the show," and I was like. Stefan, we found our next guest. <laughs> well, we we still got to get Stumpy on the damn show too. We've been He's pushing listening. him back like crazy. Kurt hit Kurt's upset. It's like episode twenty. Yeah, li- li- nine, yeah. He's 20. pissed yeah. off. Yeah. Listen, listen to Stump over here, like guys. You want to be on when we're on not episode famous? two? Stump, no, no, no. Stump was supposed to be on when me and Stefan were still doing this for fun with my cell phone. Right. Yeah. So we we owe a couple of these guys uh, an epi. All right. I got some messages to send out. I get it. All right. All right. Notes taken. So in recap. Oh, sponsors <laughs> in recap tampa wins the cup in five games and we talked about kucherov's post-game comments but andre veseleski wins the con Smythe, first goaltender since 2012 when jonathan quick jonathan quick won the con Smythe for the uh los angeles kings how about that? You know, it's I been a long time. You know, goaltenders don't always win. Tick snap. Bullshit. I say this last oh, year. He should that have was won. Aggressive. Stick taps for sure. Oh, sorry. Yeah. That was I was literally taking Kucherov's. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I that agree. Was yeah, Kucherov's. Yeah, screw thing. that guy. He goes. I'm actually. He I, says bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> if the NHL did something right, it was with this because it could have been handed to Kucherov. Very easily with 32 points in 23 games, easy. Veseleski, amazing, earned it. Amazing series, amazing playoffs. You know, um, I know I poked some fun off off the mic earlier about you know he's really not that good. He's just that he big. He is good, dude. He's good. He's, he's honestly good. that I just game five. I mean, he won that game. There was there was many of shots that should have been in. He won zero. Carey Price yes, played very well. Yes, he won well. that game. Yeah, he did. Yes, and you know what? The goal that did get scored on Carey Price, there was uh, nothing he was going to do about nothing. that. That was a good goal. I mean, that uh, pass alone was money. Oh yeah, who passed that? Bearded fella, bearded. Oh, okay, yellow. I was waiting to uh, do a off joke. It's the final <laughs> round of the playoffs. We're talking beards here, huh? Yeah. yeah sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> throwing me off. Yeah. Maybe okay. I'll shave. Hey, the guy who doesn't watch a whole ton of hockey knew he had a beard, though. <laughs> Other than that, beard guys. Do we have anything else to say, boys? I think Goodbye. that's all we got, fellas. All right. We're not even doing an extra. Bye. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You, you can link up to our bios, see who our upcoming guests are, hopefully Romero soon, or, or maybe Stump. Find the hottest in hockey news and much, much more at JustChirpin.com. Listen to us on all of your favorite podcast platforms as well as YouTube and our website. Give us a thumbs up, send us a message or a comment on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and check out the contact link at JustChirpin.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you at the rink. Make good choices, everybody. Send nudes. Welcome to the show. It's called Trippin', you know? And Trippin's what we do. And if you play a little bit of hockey, then I'm sure you'd be trippin' too. So I started this show with my good friend and my crazy-ass cousin. So get on this mic 
and we'll trip all night. Cause we're tripping to you. So pull up a chair and grab a brew and listen to Trippin', Trippin', yeah, I'm talking about that nerd nine Trippin', you know I got that dumb Trippin', yeah, I'm talking about the nerd nine Trippin', got that dumb bang Trippin', yeah, yeah, What in the hell are you doing? Give me that guitar right now, you're done. Ah, go back to the pond. I'll go f*** yourself, buddy. I've heard better chirps out of a dead bird. F*** you. F*** you. And Hank Williams Sr., you are not.